Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this message empowers, equips, and helps you become everything God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. But how many of you were here last week? Give me a wave if you were here last week. All right. You would have heard me ask this question, and I'll just put it out there. What do you think comes first, honour or breakthrough? Honour or breakthrough. And everybody said? Honour. How many of you would agree with that? Honour comes before breakthrough. That's the way it is. Uh, Honour precedes our breakthrough. How many of you are believing for breakthrough? Praise God. Not many of you. That's awesome. You have obviously all broken through and living the perfect life. God bless you. Ready for heaven. How many of you are believing for breakthrough in your lives? All right. Now we're we're in this. All right. Me too. Honour. You've got to hear this today. Honour precedes breakthrough. Breakthrough is going to follow after honour. In Psalm 23, verse 6, David says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Which days? All the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me now. Come on, anybody. Shall follow me now all the days of my life. All the days of my life. This isn't just a breakthrough. Praise God if you've had a breakthrough. I don't want to have a breakthrough. I want a breakthrough and breakthrough and breakthrough and breakthrough and breakthrough into everything that God has got for me. I believe most of us in this room want to live in this place. It is a place of sustained breakthrough. Sustained. It's an ongoing reality. This is living as the head and not the tail. Above and not below. This is a a living and a lifestyle of perpetual goodness and pleasing and the the perfect will of God. How many of you want to live in that place? I believe God wants us all to live in this place. Now, all the days of my life means, even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, goodness and mercy are never far behind me. All right, so how can this be? I'm in the valley of the shadow of death. How many of you would agree, Death Valley doesn't sound like a fun place to be? All right. But goodness and mercy are following along behind. How do, why, why, why am I believing goodness and mercy are following along behind? Because my, my Lord and my Saviour, my Jesus, my Shepherd is at my right-hand side here. And so I find myself in this place that I don't want to be in. Yes, it's a dark valley. It's a horrible valley. But friends, I want to encourage you. And you may have come to church today and you may be in that valley, but your God is for you and your God is with you. Jesus is with you. And goodness and mercy here are following along behind. And they're going to walk with you and they're going to stay with you as you walk into all the fullness of the light of Christ. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 18, it says, The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining ever brighter and ever brighter and ever brighter till the full light of day. So all the days of my life are to be blessed in Christ and in His light. His goodness and His mercy are meant to shine on me brighter and brighter and brighter until His glory is like the full light of day upon my life. Now, If you've come in this morning, the chances are you are well aware of the first six months of this year for myself. And you'd be well aware that as I talk about this, 
about the goodness of the Lord, goodness and mercy following me all the time and Jesus being with me and the blessing of God shining brighter and brighter and brighter. That doesn't sound like the first six months of my life. The first six months of my life, as many of you are aware, I would describe it as hellish. I hated it. It was terrible, terrible, terrible. But that was my reality. But as I, as I said, that experience, what I experienced in the first six months of my life is just a chapter of my story. It's not my whole story. It's simply a chapter of my story. The chapter started and the chapter is concluding and my life is before me. That, that's where it was at. It's a chapter in the furnace that's revealed to me many things that I wish I never knew. Are we allowed to be this honest in church? It's revealed to me many things that I wish I never knew, but at the same time, I'm really glad that I now know. What the heck? <laughs> How does this work? So do you wish you never knew them? Or are you glad that you know them? Well, if I can have a foot in each camp here, it's not usually what I'd encourage anybody to do. But my reality is, to be honest, I wish I never knew what I found out in this six months. But to be honest, I'm so glad that I know. It revealed things to me about me. That's right. How many of you know when you're in the furnace, this is what's going to happen? Stuff's going to surface. Stuff's going to surface. It revealed many things about me that I needed to know. It revealed to me many things about God, about my marriage, about my family, about my friends, about our church, about life, about beliefs, about doctrine, about values, about convictions, etc., etc. Friends, can I encourage you today? Don't despise the furnace. Don't despise the furnace. Now, if you're in the furnace, and I'm aware that with this many people in the room, many of you have come today and you're probably in the furnace. I'm not saying for a minute that you need to enjoy it and neither am I saying that you need to love it, but I am saying that if you're smart and have your spiritual wits about you, that you won't despise it. Because if you despise the furnace, you won't come out any different to the way you went in. The point of the furnace is... Transition, the point of the furnace is that we would be made in the likeness of God. God allows us to go into the furnace and the heat comes on that certain things might be revealed and exposed that they might be done away with that other things might come into our life. God wants a transition to occur here, an exchange to occur here. If you, dis, excuse me, if you despise the furnace, you won't come out any different to the way you went in. Church, there's meant to be an exchange. How many of you want to be made into the likeness of Christ? The chances are you're not going to know what to put down and what to pick up without God doing a number on you or allowing you to step into certain places and spaces where things will be revealed. There's meant to be an exchange in the furnace. You may feel like you're in the furnace, but I want you to remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they found themselves there, how many of you know Jesus was there too? You may feel all alone, but I want to encourage you today, you're not. God's got you. God wants to refine you. He wants to make you into the image of His Son. He wants to remove some things from you and add some things to you. He wants to see an exchange of fear and faith, doubt and trust, hopelessness and hope, weakness and strength, 
poverty and promise, sorrow and joy, etc., etc. So don't despise the furnace. You find yourself there? Well, here I am. As in, if, if, you, if, you, if you had spent any time with me at all, you would have heard me say, wherever you be, be there. Wherever you be, be there. Meaning, if you find yourself in a place, work out why you're there and be there and allow God to be doing what God wants to do and you do what you need to do that you might continue on into the likeness of Christ. So yes, I found myself in the valley of the shadow of death. But as strange as it may sound, I didn't want to get out of it too quickly. I say too quickly. Did I want to get out of it? Yes, I wanted to get out of it, but not too quickly. Quickly? Yes. Too quickly? No. You say, well, what, what is the difference? I, I said recently on social media, on a post that I put up, that I was intrigued that David wrote, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I'm intrigued and I wonder why David didn't write, though I run through the valley of the shadow of death. Death Valley is not a good place to be, but David is happy to walk. Why does he write walk and not run? Why is it like, uh, though I walk, walk through the valley and not though I run through like Speedy Gonzalez, yippada, yippada. Like, why isn't he just out of that place? Why doesn't he get out of there? Because he knows this, that he has to walk because the shepherd is walking. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll be no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. He's speaking of the good shepherd. In fact, he's speaking of the great shepherd. How many of you know shepherds don't run? They don't run. They walk. So David says, oh, I'll walk through the valley. See, the thing is, if we run from the valley, we're going to run from the shepherd. You run off, you run off from the shepherd. And in doing so, run off from the lessons, the treasure, the goodness and the mercy and the light that, that you're to take with you. Don't be running. Take the lessons. Learn the lessons. Take the mercy. Take the goodness. Take it all with you and step into the life that God's got for you. So when I found myself now in the deepest, darkest space within the valley, the truth is I had never been to a place like this in all my life. I didn't want to be there. I found myself there. But when I found myself in the deepest, darkest space of the most ugly valley I'd ever been in, Dr. Lekin said to me that depression has a language. Depression has a language. I didn't ask him at the time, but I'd imagine that grief, sorrow, anxiety, hopelessness would also have languages all of their own. Or maybe they all share the same language, but have different dialects. If there's one thing I'm aware of that, because uh, we have so many people from so many parts of the world, some countries not only have their own language, but different dialects within that language. And so I'm beginning to think that maybe depression and grief and these other things that I've just named, maybe they share a language. Maybe there's common traits and common denominators. Well, I, I, didn't, I don't know that for sure. And uh, I, I didn't ask that, but it's, it's known and it's recognized by the medical fraternity that depression has a language. So as I walk beside my shepherd, praise God. How many of you know we have a good shepherd? You can do better than that now. I say, how many of you know we have a good shepherd? 
And he's a good shepherd. He's a great shepherd. As I walked alongside my shepherd on the path of righteousness, trying to stay on the path of righteousness. Because how many of you know, when you're in the furnace, when you're in that valley, it's not always, but I want to stay close to Jesus. Like the first gleam of dawn, I was hit right between the eyes with this thought. If depression has a language, so should honour. If depression has a language, so should honour. So if I'm tired of the furnace and I'm tired of the valley of the shadow of death and I want my breakthrough, how many of you really want breakthrough? <laughs> how many of you really want breakthrough? Yeah. I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the space, tired of the furnace, tired of the valley. I want my breakthrough. I want out of here. Then I need to start speaking the language of honor because honor is what precedes my breakthrough. I asked you right at the beginning, what comes first, honor or breakthrough? What did you say? Honor. honor. Therefore, I need to start speaking the language of honor. Proverbs 18, verse 21, and it won't go up on the screen or maybe it will this service because I just grabbed this on the way in this morning. Death and life are in the power of the of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. Death and life, life and death are in the power of the tongue. In other words, what is coming out of your mouth is going to set you up for life, but it's going to set you up for death. And those who love it, love to talk. (laughs) How many of you love to talk? (laughs) How many of you are going to respond to me at all today? How many of you love to talk? All right, what's coming out of your mouth? Is it life or is it death? Because you're going to speak your existence, you're going to speak your future into existence. So we've got to make sure that what's coming out of our mouth is lining up with honour. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, it says, These people draw near to me with their mouth and honour me with their lips. Praise God. But their heart is far from me. Boo! These people draw near to me with their mouth and honour me with their lips. Good job. Good job, everybody. But their heart is far from me. Boo. How many of you know, it's it's really interesting. It's like, yes, they're doing the right thing. They're sounding right. They're doing right. But it's not from the heart. How many of you know, we do not want to be like these people. Not not at all. I agree. We don't want to be like these people. We don't want one thing to be in our hearts and another thing to be in our mouths. But what we do want is our hearts and our mouths to be aligned with with the language, praise God, and the language of honour to be heard from our lips. We want want the language of honour to be heard. If people were to listen to you, what is coming out of your mouth? Is it honouring of God or is it despising God? Is Is it honouring and elevating God over everything in your life? Or is it elevating sickness and elevating poverty and elevating dysfunction and elevating, what are we doing? Or do we say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Yes, I might be in the furnace, but yet, Lord, I will praise you. Yes, I might be in the valley, but Lord, I will lift up a shout of praise because you are worthy. You are greater than the valley and you are greater than the furnace. What sound? What sound coming from our mouths will lead us to stepping out of the furnace without even smelling like smoke. What sound? What sound from our lips will cause us to walk from the valley of the shadow of death 
with goodness and mercy following closely behind. What sound? What sound? What sound? What sound? Of course, it's the sound of praise. What does the language of honor sound like? It sounds like praise. Everyone say praise. Praise. Praise Praise is the language of honor. Just like depression has a language, honor has a language. The language of honor is praise. So if depression has a language, it's got me beat up and it's keeping me in the furnace and in the valley, then I need to commit to making sure my heart is full of honor because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's going to come out? If I'm full of honor, praise is going to come out. Praise is going to come out. It needs to keep coming out. This tomb isn't my home. Jesus, you are my home. This grave isn't my future. Jesus, you are my future. This valley isn't my destination. Jesus, you are my destination. We've got to align ourselves with God. Speak a language that connects to heaven, brings heaven to earth. In 2 Corinthians, there's a worship team uh, coming like angels behind me. Just be really cool if they had wings and they, that would get on YouTube. Praise God. I love our worship team. You know what I love most about our worship team? Their hearts. I've had the, the incredible privilege of knowing some, some of these guys forever. Feels like forever. And I love them. I love them. They're incredible men and women of God. They've been, they've been in our lives, some of, them, some of them for over two decades, nearly 25 years, 23 years. Long time. You get less for murder. But I love them. I've watched them grow up in the house as kids. They were kids. No longer kids. Men and women of God leading lives, bringing glory to God in all that you do. So thankful for you. So thankful. Huh. We're gonna, I'm going I'm to read a verse. And then my brother, Ryan, he's going he's gonna to lead us in, I don't even know what you call it. What, is it a bridge? Is it an interlude? Or what do you call that? It's thing? just praise. We're just going to praise. We're going to praise. We're going to praise. And everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. How many of you got breath today? Give me a wave if you've got breath. If the person beside you does not raise their hand, pre, please, please, just ring triple zero. And when the person asks if you're an adult, say, yes, I am. And then tell them the person beside you doesn't have breath. Give me a wave if you've got breath. Remember the verse I used a few weeks ago? That says, I'd rather be a living dog than a dead lion. I'd rather be a living dog than a dead lion. If you've got breath, well, you might be a lion, but you might be a dog. I tell you the truth, I would rather be a living dog than a dead lion every day of the week. I might have fleas. I might have the mange. I might be feeling a bit rough, a bit rugged, but I got breath. If I've got breath, I've got all I need for today. Because if I got breath, I can lift my eyes towards heaven. 
If I got breath, I can lift my voice towards heaven. If I got breath, I can begin to praise him because he's worthy of all praise. And praise is the language of honor, and honor precedes my breakthrough. So who knows? Maybe I've walked in a living dog. Maybe I'm going to walk out a living lion today. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 3 says, All praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the source of every mercy and the God who comforts us. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we may or we can comfort others. I'm not going to stand here and say, you know, when I was in that, when I was in that uh, fiery furnace that I was thanking God, I wasn't doing that, if I can be really honest. It was like, it was hard, it was difficult. But I got to tell you, I've come out and I got a story that's going to help my brother and I got a story that's going to help my sister. Yeah, I went into the furnace, but I've come out to praise the Lord. I went into the furnace, but I've come out to lift His name up. When others are troubled, when others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You can be sure that the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. So when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your benefit and salvation. For when God comforts us, it is so that we, in turn, can be an encouragement to you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident, praise God, we are confident that as you share in suffering, you will also share God's comfort. Sing. Come on, let's go. Let everything, Let everything that has breath, that has breath. Praise, the Lord. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has How many of you got breath? How many of you ready to praise the Lord? All right, Psalm 42, verse 11. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why are you, O my soul? Isn't it? David talks to himself. How many of you talk to yourself? Can I encourage you to talk to yourself? I know, uh, once again, someone might call triple zero. There's someone beside me talking to themselves. That's all right. Just say it's fine. I'm on medication. Talk to yourself. Sometimes you've got to talk to yourself because no one's there to talk to you. Talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Saviour and my God. Come on now. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm chapter 9, verse 2 says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalm 63, verse 3. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you. I say, I will praise you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Praise God. Let everything, Let everything that has breath, that has breath. Praise, the Lord. praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Psalm 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with... I say enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with... Courts with... Courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Let everything that has breath Psalm 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in Him and I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoices. And with my song, with my song, I will praise Him. Psalm 145, verse 1. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Psalm 71, verse 8. My mouth is filled with your praise, declaring your splendor all day long. Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So if, if, and I say if because some of you are already there. Some of you may still need convincing. I don't need any more convincing. I understand very clearly that, that the language of honour is praise. Language of honour is praise. And if it's, if it's honour that precedes my breakthrough, then how many of you would agree praise needs to fill my mouth? Praise needs to be on my lips. Praise is what needs to go out over and over. Yes, we've all been in some valleys. Give me a wave if you've ever been in a valley. We've all been in the furnace. Give me a wave if you've been in the furnace. I don't know your story, but mine is. I've been in the darkest that I've ever been in. But you know what? Jesus was there with me, and Jesus has walked me out. And I'm going to keep on walking now. I've been in some valleys, and He was faithful. I've been in the furnace and he was faithful. But the chances are, the chances are, just so we're clear, because I believe it all, but I understand this, until I'm in heaven, I've got more valleys to go through and I've probably got a furnace or two to overcome. All right. So here's my thinking, that God has been faithful for the first 58 years of my life and he's going to be faithful for the second 58 years of my life. He has seen me through the valley. He has seen me through the furnace. And I'm believing that next time I'm in a valley, He will be faithful. Next time I'm in a furnace, He will be faithful. But my heart and my desire and my confession is this. It doesn't actually matter what happens in the furnace because I will praise the Lord. And it doesn't actually matter what happens in the valley because I will praise the Lord. I'm not going to praise Him when I get what I want. I'm going to praise Him because He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm going to praise Him because He's worthy of all praise. I'm going to praise Him because He's worthy of all glory. I'm going to praise Him because He's worthy of all honour. I will praise the Lord. Our God is great and greatly to be. Greatly to be. Our God is great and greatly to be praised. I want to encourage you, spiritual warfare 103. Just keep praising. Just keep praising. Doesn't matter what it looks like. 
the doctor said this, the accountant said that, the counsellor said this, the neighbour said that. Well, let them say what they say. As in, obviously my doctors, all my medical friends are in this room. I love them to bits. But, but they, oh, I thank God that, you know, when, when I first went to see Dr. Emmanuel, as in, you know what he did? He prayed with me. He prayed with me. Yes, he's a wise man. And yes, he's got medical experience and wisdom. But you know what? He, he did what we do, what you do. Call upon the name of the Lord. Because those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise God.